Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast tonight. We're going to be talking about Monster High. That's right, Monster High. I know, so random, right? But yeah, I wanted to talk about Monster High because I've actually been watching um, a few of the movies. Actually, not even a few. I've watched like at least 11 or 12 of the movies. Um, and I wanted to do some research on Monster High. And the reason why is because um, back in the day, I actually used to collect Monster High figures and stuff. And I like, I like my friends and I, we were big collectors. Like we were big collectors of Monster High, like not even like a few, I said a few, that's not even a thing, I like like big collectors, um, especially me, um, and I I honestly had never sat down and watched most of the movies, I, we, I loved the concept of Monster High, like first of all, let me say this, when Monster High first became a thing, same thing as Ever After High, my friends and I kind of mocked it, because we were like, this is ridiculous, like, because we grew up with Disney, like I grew up with Disney, so having these like knockoff Disney characters, especially with, well, I will say Monster High, I didn't really mock as much as Ever After. Ever After, I was like, what is this? Cause like, it just randomly starting appearing places in stores. You'd see like these, these, these dolls and whatever names after like obvious, obvious like characters that Disney made very popular. Yes, they were all, they all existed outside of Disney. I'm not gonna say they didn't, but Disney's the one that made them popular. So when I saw like, Snow White's daughter, for example, uh, Apple White. Her name was Apple White for one. And then I saw like she was like a blonde. I was like, what? Like what? Like her? Like if this is going based off of Disney, that's ridiculous because her parents are like two brunettes, right? Like you know, Snow White has like jet black hair. Her prince has like brownish hair. Um, I mean, you know, just just little like nitpicky things. I never made fun of their outfits, but I definitely did make fun of like just the way they looked. Their heads were huge, and so that was like you know. Back in the day, things like Bratz and Mycene really made the big-headed, you know, dolls with the bigger lips and bigger eyes and, you know, bigger noses and things more of a trend where Barbie was just kind of like, you know, just kind of on the back burner. And there were so many girls, like, there were so many dolls that just started coming out, you know, that weren't Barbie. And Ever After High was like one of the latest ones. And I just remember being like, okay, this just feels like in a blatant, sort of a blatant attack on, on Disney and what, what Disney made famous. Because seriously, everybody had a kid. Like Pinocchio's daughter was Cedarwood. Um, there was like uh, Goldilocks, which I mean, Disney has done like little Gold, Goldilocks shorts, but it's never gotten a movie. But, you know, she was one. Um, there was just a lot of different characters. And I was just like, what is going Like, what is this? Because like, honestly, like if you weren't a kid, you really didn't know what was going on. Like I didn't pay attention to Mattel and things like that. Not Not to that level. So when these things were coming out, I was like, what, what the heck is this? And, but Monster High, Monster High came up before that. And I, like I said, initially I was not really into either one, um, to, to the point where I was making fun of like, you know, Ever After High. Um, but then I actually met some people who were into both of those. And one of my best friends at the time, I was like, we, we had just become friends, but she was really into these things. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't like really understand, but okay. And I knew somebody at work who was into Ever After High. So I was kind of like, okay, like, it's just like this cutesy wannabe Disney thing. Okay, I'll give it a try. And at that time, a lot of my other friends were really getting into Monster High. So they were like, oh yeah, Monster High's really cool. Like, you know, there's dolls and stuff for it. Like, you should get into it. And I was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm just getting into Ever After. I'm seeing what that's about. And these worlds kind of connected, sort of. So it was just like, I mean, they're obviously both done by Mattel. So they did connect. And Monster High was a huge thing. Like, even though I was never into it like that, like in the beginning, I didn't realize how big Monster High was. It was a really, really big thing. Like there were dolls everywhere for Monster High. They, like there were even Comic-Con exclusives of it, of these dolls. Like that's how big it was. Like, you know, you could buy things at cons for that. Like, that's crazy. Like I was really, I'm into Funko. So Funko was really my thing. Um, 
and so I never really like I didn't really pay attention to dolls and things like that like at that time like when I was a kid I collected dolls I collected everything when I was a kid I had, I had everything when I was a kid boy boy toys what was considered boy toys and what was considered girl toys I had all of it I was an only child so I had everything so collecting dolls wasn't necessarily like you know taboo for me or whatever it just wasn't something that I was doing at that time like I really wasn't really into that anymore unless it was like Disney Disney I always collected dolls toys whatever it was I always collected these Disney things I saw that in a different league but when it came to like Monster High and stuff, like I know I wasn't into that in the beginning. Um, but when I really started to see, like I actually, my first ever After High doll was a gift. One of my friends was like, I didn't know what to get you for your birthday. Here's a gift. And it was, I think, Alistair Wonderland. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. So I thought like, you know, I'll collect the boy dolls. Cause there was a lot of cool stuff that came with these dolls. They were they were really well art articulated. Um, the boys, at least, their heads were good, like ratios to the rest of it, like good proportion to the body. Um, but they came with a lot of like a lot of cool stuff. And um, he was also the son of Alice, Alice in Wonderland, and so his name's Alistair. So I was like, this is kind of cool. Um, and so slowly but surely, I started collecting the boys, and then all of a sudden, one of the boys came with a girl. And the girls were never really on my radar because I just like eh, they're, they're just too Barbie for me. I think like you know what I mean. Like I just I just really didn't get into it. Their parts were smaller. Um, you could lose them because they're very dainty, and I just wasn't really into that. But then I saw like the articulation of the first one that I got, and I saw what she came with. And this is actually kind of funny. It's very clever. It was it was Cinderella's daughter, I think Ashlyn, and it was just like. I don't, for whatever reason, I started being like, this is actually kind of interesting. This is kind of cool. So I invested more time in Ever After High. And again, my other friends were like, no, dude, tell, I'm telling you, Monster High is cool. Like, it, it, it's cool. So I never, like I said, never really got into the movies. I never really got into that part. But I, I really started, like, collecting the dolls. Like, you know, because all of them were, like, you know, horror movie. And I didn't realize horror movie themed. I'm sorry, let me finish that thought. They were horror movie themed dolls. And I didn't realize how much of an adult community there was behind these dolls because there's a lot of kids obviously these things are geared towards children but there's so many adults that, that collect these things and no they're not all creepy weirdos you gotta watch out for I mean I'm not gonna say all of them aren't because I don't know them like that but there is a huge community of, of people who loved horror um who enjoyed these dolls the same way as there's a huge community of people who love like you know Disney that loved the Ever After High dolls so I kind of could like because at first I was like this is just like too juvenile for me like at first honestly that's how I felt but then I was like actually you know what this is kind of interesting like it, it the shows, and I think that's why I, I sort, sort of stayed away from the shows, was because they were very juvenile. Um, but the doll collecting part, I got because like, there's some really cool stuff in, in like the things that come with their accessories and stuff were really articulated. And like I said, from for me, since I was a child, I was obsessed with Disney toy sets. Like I wanted the toy and the scene that came with it. So I could totally understand kids getting into this or even adults getting into this because there were so many cool things about it. So I really stayed away from the movies and, and the shows and stuff. Um, well, I mean, ever after high, I did kind of get into the show. I got invested in some of the characters in the show. Um, but even those were like super cheesy. But Monster High, like <laughs> Monster High was its own thing. So anyway, um, recently, I don't know, like I, I ended up getting the Pennywise version of a Monster High doll that came out last year. You can get Pennywise or you can get the two girls from The Shining because Monster High has been on hiatus for years. And Ever After High is just like a thing of the past now. But anyway, so I got into that and um, something sparked me to watch the movies, to finally watch all the movies. So I sat down and I watched the movies and I started taking notes about what I liked and what I didn't like about the movies. Um, because like I said, even though I didn't, I wasn't really into Monster High like that, like that, when it came to the shows and the movies, I was invested in the characters and the way they look. Like I love, I have so many Frankies, Claudines, Draculauras, like I have so many of those in my collection of, of the dolls. Um, so I was kind of like, okay, like, cause I, I, like I said, I had seen some of it, so I knew 
to some extent who they were. But I was like, what, like, really, what is this whole thing about? And so I watched the movies and I didn't really watch them in any particular order. I think the only ones I had seen previously that I could remember was Blue York. Um, I think it was The Great Scarier Reef and... Um, <laughs> excuse me, the, the newer one, the, the, the Welcome to Monster High, there's Electrified, I never watched Electrified until recently, and then there was like the new, the other new one, so there was a few of them that I had seen in passing, and I did see at least the first two seasons, I think, of the Monster High TV series, so I did see those things, and um, it also wasn't that unusual to me, because growing up, my cousin was really into Bratz, and I had to watch the Bratz movies with her, and we can get into the live-action Bratz movie later, we can totally get into that in another podcast, but anyway, I, so watching movies or shows based off of dolls was not a new thing to me. Barbie movies have been coming out, I think, since like the 90s. I haven't watched very many of them, but I know that, that they're a thing, and um, so these, you know, the idea of something based off of dolls based off a tv series or whatever was not anything new to me right so anyway um watching these movies i realized there was there's there were so many missed opportunities when it came to dolls and and sets and things that i was like actually really surprised because when you like monster high especially i would say especially monster high out of the newer like things that mattel has done outside of barbie has been really extensive, like the things that they've come out with. Like I worked at Toys R Us for years. This is another reason why I got into Monster High the way I did was because I was working at Toys R Us. And obviously, you know, when you're when you're unloading and, and you're, you know, putting things out on the floor, you see a lot of really cool stuff. And I saw castles and I saw like like buses and I was like, this is really cool. Like this is really articulated stuff. That's pretty awesome, right? Like for the collect, you know, for your, if you're a collector, this is really cool, high-end stuff, you know, and so I got into that, because like I said, I was someone who, I couldn't just have the Disney characters, I had to have a castle to go with it, I had to have all these things, and mind you, I never got into, like, Barbie doll castle collecting for Disney, um, because I just, I, I just never did, but the Monster High ones were cool, because they had, like, gargoyles, and, like, hidden staircases, like, they were actually pretty interesting and interactive, and also, you know, I have, there's a huge community of my friends who collected these things too. So it wasn't just like, it was just me by myself. They were collecting them too. So I was like, cool. Now we have like a, we have a whole scene that we can use whenever we like get together or whatever. Like, and take, cause we used to take photos. Sorry, my dog's in the room with me. We used to take photos and stuff. Like it was, it was a whole, it was a whole thing. It sounds so juvenile. I understand. That's fine. I don't care. I'm a kid at heart. I don't give a crap. But that's what we did. And, you know, it was so, I don't know, like to me, watching these movies and seeing the things they didn't come up with I was like dude there are so many missed opportunities and I I did wonder why Monster High and Ever After went under because to me Ever After High went under super duper fast and also there's the DC Superhero Girls which we'll get into that in a second too because that is really where I like I love Monster I love Ever After High I would say the most out of the three I won't yes okay so out of the three I loved Ever After High the most show-wise um, however, I had more Monster High dolls because that, that's because Monster High had more dolls to begin with. It was a longer running show, but I would say DC Superhero Girls, even though I really wasn't into the show, I was into the dolls so much so that I actually customized and made so many of my own of the boys because mo- all these shows are girl geared, right? They're all geared towards girls or all geared towards females and that's fine. Um, but there were a lot of characters, especially the boy characters that I think suffered when it came to these doll collections. And I think ultimately that's why these things like not ultimately, but I think that was a huge part of why these things went under, um, especially when it came to Ever After High. There was a huge, huge disconjointed ratio of girl dolls being made versus boy dolls that go with them. You know, normally when it comes to Barbie, 
Barbie always has Ken, right? There's like majority of Barbie lines that come out have at least one Ken doll in them. So there is going to be a Ken. But when it comes to Monster High and Ever After High, there's all these boy characters for these girls and you never actually got them. Like for example, I'll say since Ever After High is sort of a smaller show, um, there were so many girls on that show and most of these girls got dolls. But when it came to the boys, a lot of them didn't. You got uh, Dexter, Charming, who I think has like two or three dolls um, in circulation. And then you have Hunter, who I think has also two to three dolls in circulation. You have um, Alistair, who has only two dolls in circulation. And then you have uh, Daring Charming, who I think has also two dolls in circulation. But you don't have um, Humphrey. You don't have... uh, the prince from Sleeping Beauty, I forgot his name. Uh, the, the, he turns into a frog. I forgot his name, though. I'm sorry. I'm forgetting his name. You don't have... Um, oh, God. There's there's so many that I can't even remember. Oh, Sparrowhood. Sparrowhood, who was actually, like, a beginning show character. He's one of the characters that came in into the show in the beginning of the show and still hasn't gotten a doll. So there's quite a few of them that never got their dolls, and there was never any hint at them getting them, versus the girls who sometimes had dolls even before they were even introduced so it was kind of weird as to why and clearly the boy dolls would not stay on the shelves for for very long like if you were able to find a dexter charming in the store you were kind of lucky because he he ran out all the time same thing alistair there were a lot of alistair's made he was the first one that i ended up getting and i got him i think when he was like brand new as in like the character just came out and my friend gave him to me as a gift but he was a brand new character so a lot of people didn't have that doll yet but even after some time you hardly ever saw him in stores it was very rare to see a boy doll in stores so clearly the boy doll the boy dolls sell and that the same thing goes with um, with monster high as well the boy dolls usually sold out before the girls be well in areas that I saw. I can't tell you about, like I'm not from Mattel, so I can't give you Mattel's perspective, but I did notice a lot of boy dolls selling out quicker than girl dolls. And then there were some boy dolls that you could only get if you were going to Comic-Con and things like that, which does also suck. The difference between the boys getting Comic-Con exclusives and the girls, the girls who got Comic-Con exclusives, that was just a variant of the girl, meaning that like she, you could get another form of her, maybe not quite that form, but you could definitely get another version of her that would have come in, at some point in time. The boys, not so much. Uh, I think Manny Tor came, Manny Tor came with, uh, oh, the Cyclops girl, I can't remember her name. And they came in a two pack for one year at Comic-Con. You could only get Manny Tor part of that set. You could get another version of her somewhere else, but only him in that set um the same thing with uh uh, rebecca robecca steen and her father you could only get the father at the con he was a con exclusive um i think there's another oh the same thing i think that came with uh who dude and his i know these names who do and sarah screams i think it's her name you could only get who dude a part of that set where there were like two or three different versions of sarah so again we have this issue of the boy dolls being harder to find and mind you Comic-Con exclusives are harder to get. They're very tricky, especially if you're just like a mom getting a doll for her daughter or a dad getting a doll for his daughter or his son. It's very tricky because, you know, Comic-Con is, is, is a, it's a, it's a whole process. Like we, luckily for me, one of my best friends, Mariah, she would go to Comic-Con pretty much every year. So I'd be like, Hey, if I give you this, will you get me this? And she's like, for sure. And I had other friends who would do the same thing. But it was always kind of like, I had to know somebody to get what I wanted because I'm not going to Comic-Con. Like I've been to Comic-Con 
but I normally work them versus actually going to them. Um, I would always like spend one day when I did work them, I would spend like one day getting to go to the, like an actual event that I never actually got to like experience like four or five days at Comic-Con. So that's just, that for me, that's too much time on my schedule. I don't have enough days just to do that. Um, but I do have enough days for Disney World. I know, I know it's weird. Anyway, I just, I just wasn't really into it like that, like that anyway. But, um, <clears throat> I would always have somebody go for me and it was always for when it came to monster high and stuff, it was always her that would, would help me out with that. But, um, no, like the boy dolls, you would always have to get at some sort of event where the girls, like I said, there were enough of them to go around. So, and there's, you can still kind of see that deficiency when it comes to boy dolls in Mattel period, when it comes to the ratio of boy Ken dolls being made to girl dolls. However, I will say that Mattel has made really great strides with making boy dolls available um especially now that i think there's definitely more of an outcry for them i think from from you know everybody but it was it's just it was weird to me to see how um mattel handled that like how because i i like i said i watched these things and i saw how so much so many of these these specials and and things like that could really um would have really benefited from certain characters being made and it just makes you wonder why were certain characters made and certain characters not made? And I and, and I do think that a lot of their downfall, in my opinion, has to do with the amount of dolls being made and produced, especially the characters that were not utilized versus what was utilized. You know, I think a lot of people focus, they figure, well, because girls are watching this, girls are going to want just the girls. But you do want the boys to go with, right? Because you push romance and you push love on all these things. You know, it's a Disney formula thing where they push that romantic angle. But the one thing that was good about Disney when they pushed these things and they made merchandise for it, they always gave you, well, not always, but for the most part, they gave you a prince to go with. Now, we can argue that back in the 90s, that wasn't necessarily the case because it wasn't. Sometimes finding the prince to go with the princess was a little bit difficult. Um, I, I think more princes, more characters like Snow White and Cinderella had that struggle. But if you notice, like in the 90s, Aladdin and Jasmine, you could always find an Aladdin for your Jasmine pretty much. You could even most of the time find an Eric for your Ariel. Um, or even sometimes, this is more rare, but Beast for your Belle. You could always find somebody, you know what I mean? Um, but when it came in, and then in the 2000s, it was just so much easier. They actually had prince dolls for the princesses. So I think what Mattel failed at um, when it came to Monster High and Ever After and DC Superhero Girls. Well, DC Superhero Girls, I'm sorry I'm, if I'm rambling. DC Superhero Girls, that's, I'm not gonna, okay. That show, <laughs> the DC show, the reason why is because the boys were definitely in the, in the background. I mean, Monster High and Ever After High, the boys are in the background, period, too. But there were less boys on DC Superhero Girls, for sure, that I can remember. I remember Flash and Green Lantern. And that's and Beast Boy, I think that was pretty much it on that end. But on these other shows, there were quite a few boy monsters um, or, or characters, especially in, in Monster High, because they would always feature a boy, a new boy, pretty much that one of the girls would fall for. Normally, it'd be like Frankie, because Frankie was one of the unattached girls. Like she had guys that liked her, but she wasn't. You know, it was just weird. So you had these characters, and it's like it's great that you introduce these new characters, but why wouldn't you introduce a doll? to go with these characters and, and some of the teachers and stuff too the actual staff would have made sense if you had them come with the school because you could buy the actual monster high school you know you can buy like the, the doll version of the school and it's a it's a very articulated school it looks really nice especially in photos um 
And it would have been a really good idea to have some of these teachers available. Now, the, the, the headmistress, you could buy her. She did come in a set, but the other teachers didn't. And it, like I said, it's like these regular reoccurring characters that if kids or anybody else wanted to recreate Monster High, which generally is what, why you make the toys and stuff too, it's to have that merchandise that you can recreate what you're watching. So to not put these characters, these essential characters, in my opinion, to these stories, out and make them dolls was kind of silly you know there were there were a, like there was just a lot of missed opportunities i think with, with with these shows and i think when it came to merchandise that's why they fell apart because no i don't think they were making their, their money back because of the fact that they weren't putting out and producing what people wanted you know i followed after getting so invested in some of these characters and the, and the way things were done, I did start following fan pages. I did start getting into these things because there's a huge, whether you want to know it or not, or you like it or not, there's a huge community of doll collectors that are adults. Um, and that's, and I think that's absolutely fine. Um, so long as you're not being a creep, <laughs> I think it's absolutely fine. But getting involved in these communities and hearing what people wanted, it, it's always made me scratch my head because it's like, do you guys, does Mattel not realize that there's money that, that will be thrown their direction? Like, if adults are willing to go to these Comic-Con events and buy these more ex uh, more expensive, more articulated dolls for these, these prices, why wouldn't you think that they would be the same adults that would go to a local store, Walmart, Toys R Us, whatever you have, to buy these characters that are only going to be in one special? You know what I mean? Like, you think you would advertise those characters and make those characters more available to them. Or, I mean, just off the top of my head, I can think of so many sets that could have come out and really made you good money. And it's kind of following the same formula that Mattel had with Disney, because let's not forget that Mattel made majority of the Disney dolls that my generation grew up if not, with, if not all of them, um, outside of the Disney store, Mattel was making those. And when they had Monster High and Ever After High, they had these opportunities to do what they were doing with Disney, but on on their own terms, I, I would think. So it was weird to me that they weren't coming out with like Valentine's Day sets where you can get certain Valentine's Day, you know, characters themed to Valentine's Day or characters themed to, to certain films that they were making and have them in sets and make them more exclusive to like Toys R Us. I'm not saying they didn't do these things, but they didn't, in my opinion, they didn't do it right. And even with this Pennywise doll that came out, I think that was a great example of the fact that there's still a need and a want for Monster High because of the fact that when I tell you guys, I didn't get this Pennywise doll until her third, her third re, uh, restock on Amazon because she was selling out like crazy, like crazy. And granted, I don't know how many there were available. I will say that. I don't know how many were available, but I'm going to tell you, I was on top of this doll release. I was on top of it. Like I didn't wait a few hours. No, I was on top of it. When they, every time she dropped, I was right there on Amazon trying and yeah, it could be bots. There could be a lot of different things that, that factor into this. No question. But I'm telling you that I, I don't think that was necessarily the case. I think Monster, I think there is still a very big want for Monster High to be renewed. But I think what needs to come with that are definitely more boy dolls, more uh, uh, more chances to get those characters that you don't get as often. And boys, like I said, are the biggest example of that. And also, I think what killed them, uh, especially with, with Monster High and Ever After 2, was the rebranding. Re I think parents, in my opinion, killed Monster High and Ever After High, especially Monster High. I think parents killed it because I think originally, you know, the dolls were not meant to look scary, but they also weren't meant to look super humanoid. You know what I mean? And I think when they rebranded Monster High, even the TV series, they made it into this just 
it was basically like a dead version of Ever After High, which I guess is not terrible, but it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like they lost what made them ghoulish, you know, and I think that's what really did suck about this this show. And I can go into the problematic parts of these shows because I intend to, but I'm going to do that on my on my, my Facebook page, not so much on here. Unless you guys want me to, then I will. I can make a whole separate podcast about that. But what really killed Monster High and Ever After High to me was that rebranding, was making the dolls you know, have, have fuller faces, bigger faces, and also really, um, they were really utilizing the, the cheaper dolls. And I'm not coming for anybody who can't afford the more expensive dolls. I understand that's a struggle. It really is because these dolls add up. Trust me, I've, I've bought enough of them. I know that the price tag definitely adds up, especially when you're, you know, parents and you're trying to afford these things for your kid, or you're a kid who's trying to get an allowance or whatever, or you're just an adult collector. It can add up. Trust me, I know. But what bothered me is they were going in this direction where it's like value dolls will sell faster but it's like okay yeah they might sell faster but are you sure like the the hair became the hair quality became trash the the flexibility of the dolls became trash which again these are reasons why people bought them in the first place the articulation was was dwindling the hair sucked the 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 new face paints weren't we didn't really care for them um there was the decline in the accessories, what you could put with them. It was just all very cheap. And it wasn't like even the more valuable dolls, like, you know, the ones that were more, I guess, like a, at, what would we consider at that time more high end. Um, even those started to really suck and decline. And it's just like, why? Why would you, why would anybody want these when you first came out with great quality dolls that can move and were flexible in every which way? And now you're giving us these things that nobody really asked you to do, it kind of does suck. And it's, you're not going to make your money back. And like I said, Ever After High did the same thing, which again was, I mean, those dolls were just not okay. And I think they they wanted fans to be okay with this, but it's like, you're did you even ask? Like, did you just go based off of what parents wanted to buy their kid? Or did you go off what people, because there's a difference between what a parent wants to see on shelves for their kid and what people will actually buy. There's two different things. So yeah, even if a parent does want this, then you can go somewhere else. Or what you can do is you can make two versions, which I think is what they should have done. Is it more costly? Yes. But at the end of the day, you probably would still have Monster High and Ever After High pumping out new dolls and making money instead of just completely folding to what parents wanted their kids to have, or not even just parents, just what was cheaper um, and now being completely just broke or completely out of it you know what I mean like that's that's what sucks it sucks that Monster High has not been reduced to dropping these two new dolls and that's pretty much it for a while until maybe they pick up steam possibly pick up steam but we don't want to what happened last time to happen again which is them folding and then basically just becoming you know a non-thing I mean one of my friends today actually uh coincidentally she sent me a picture of of a a doll set for Monster High uh the old school Monster High that she plans on selling because she's like I don't even care about these things anymore pretty much and it's just like that that sucks like that really like I remember when we were all like she was the one that actually got most of us into this stuff so it's funny that she's like I'm not even like into it anymore and it's like remember when we were though remember when the dolls were good like we had those we had these conversations remember when these things were like really cool um 
And like I said, I've seen people go to Disneyland for Halloween dressed as like grown folks without children, dressed as Monster High characters, and they knew exactly the characters that they were. And I'm not just talking about like you know, 21 year olds, I'm talking about like 30, 40 year olds. They knew exactly who they were portraying and they knew exactly what these characters were. And they didn't have any, like we would have in depth, cause I always wanted to know, like when I saw grown folks dressed in Monster High, like, do you know what you're wearing? I'm like, yeah, of course I do. This is Claudine Wolf and she's a, she's a fashionista and da da da. And oh, I watch that show on all the time. I love Monster High. Like they know these characters. And like I said, there's, there is a huge adult community. And so I, for, for the life of me, I can't understand why you stopped catering, at least in part, to that community who had the money, who didn't have to go through mom and dad or wait till mom and dad got their paycheck to get these toys. And I'm not coming for anybody and their kids or any of these parents, not at all. I think that there should have been two things you did. You know, heed the parents that want the happier dolls. That's fine. They can have those. But don't forget the fan base that got you where you are in the first place to be making this money and make those dolls still. And yeah, you'd have two different sets of them, which I'm honestly, I'm seeing that in Disney. I've noticed Disney's doing the same thing now because back in the day, people thought that dolls that stare to the front were scary. Fun fact. But now a lot of people think that dolls stare to the side is scary as if they see something you don't. I'm, I'm telling you, it's a real thing. It's a real phobia. I'm telling you. I've noticed and it's quietly done, but I've noticed that Disney Store is now doing two different versions of these dolls. Not every doll that, I, that I've seen, but I know for a fact I've seen some that have the front facing and the side looking. And to me, that is absolutely brilliant. I, I'm saying it is, I, I really think it is. Because you're giving these two different audiences who have these two different fears or these two different like apprehensive things about them, you're giving them both what they want. And it's not gonna break the bank. Now, I understand that face molds, well, no, because it is still a face mold, so it is the same thing. So I understand that certain things are a little bit different. For example, when you make the puffier cheeks for the Monster High and the Ever After High, the new remodels versus the old ones, but still, there's money to be made in both camps. I absolutely believe there's money to be made in both camps because there will be that kid who thinks, Mommy, this doll's staring at me, it's creepy. Um, and there is that kid who will think, Mommy, this doll's looking inside, like she got a secret, I don't trust this. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's money to be made in both camps. And that's interesting. And some people might even collect both. And that's another thing that I thought Mattel was missing out on is that you you might have people who will collect the new style dolls and the old school dolls. You might have that. So if basically I'm making this 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 podcast right here to say this, basically, um, you know, Monster High, Ever After High, DC Superhero Girls, all good times, all good times, really fun when it came to collecting these things and meeting other adult collectors. If they plan on bringing these things back, which I do hope they do in, in some way, shape, or form, if they plan on bringing these things back, please make them just as articulated and just as full of things that you could do and, and character, things that you could have with, with each doll as you had them in the first place. And make two different styles. You know, consider that parent who is all up in arms about, you know, how the dolls look, um, or if they don't smile or if they do smile, consider that parent. But also consider the fans that just like them the way that they were. Have these two different styles and see how well they do. You don't necessarily have to compare them. If you know there's money to be made in both, then do both. If there's no money to be made in one, then cut the one off. And whenever which one gets cut off, then that just sucks for those fans. But I don't think that the original style will lose. I just don't. I don't think your original style of how you did these dolls will lose. I absolutely don't. Because like I said, the, the, the new Pennywise doll and, the, and the, they, they, like I said, they came out with the Shining Girls and the Pennywise inspired doll last year. Both sold out 
quickly, especially Pennywise. Three different times it took me to get this doll. Three different times because she sold out every time. And that's just on one site, you guys. One site. So there's obviously money to be made. And she's made in the old mold, old mold, by the way. She's made within the old mold that uh, made Ever After a uh, Monster has such a big deal. So with that being said, if she's able to do that, that shows me there's money to be made in her. And if there's money to be made in her, that means there's still money you could be making off that old design. So do that. And also, maybe, here's here's the thing, to avoid the whole parent getting, you know, irritated thing with the, the scary dolls or whatever, maybe it's time for Monster High and these other things that adult collectors will buy. Maybe it's time to focus on the adult collector. Maybe. Maybe it's time to do that. Because obviously with these collections, you weren't focusing on the kids because they weren't available in every store that you could find. You were focusing on adult collectors or the kids that you used to collect Monster High that are now older. So now that is your fan base. That can be a fan base that you utilize. So maybe you can make more money that way. It's going to hurt my wallet, but maybe you can you can do that instead. And maybe, that'll, maybe that will revive you because I, I think that audience was the audience you should have always kept and listened to versus the people that came in and complained. Because there's always going to be people complaining. There's always going to be people that have issues with how you make things. And majority of the time, even when you fix those problems for those people, you'll find those people will still never put out the money. They just wanted to complain about something. Focus on the people that make you money. Focus on the ones who are going to buy the more expensive high-end dolls because that's where your money is going to be. So focus on trying to impress them and and giving them more things that they want to see. Focus on that because there's a lot of characters you guys missed out on making and turning into dolls and turning them into doll sets that I think you guys could have made a fortune off of that you chose not to listen to because maybe these other voices were louder. The loudest voice doesn't isn't always the most impactful, though, if that if that makes sense. Anyway, um, I'm gonna end this one on that note. Again, I can come back and talk more about Monster High and the problematic issues because <laughs> there were a lot of problematic issues on there. Not 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 crazy ones, but certain things that I've noticed, certain tropes in 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 Monster High and and just in within Mattel about girls being very materialistic in these in these things and and the expectations they have with boys and boys being problematic and thinking girls can't do this and girls can't do that like there's a lot of problems I have with with the the gender issues on these things I'm just like you guys need to stop so I will get into that at some point and I probably will make that a part of something much larger than just Mattel because it's not just Mattel that does this that's obvious but anyway I'll get into that later um but yeah that's the end of this one I'm just I was it's just a monster high rant if you made it this far I really appreciate you I will see you guys in the next one peace